Hey, good morning, family. It's great to see you. Merry Christmas. You can say it. That's right. One, two, three, go. Some of you uh, said that I was wearing an ugly sweater today. It really hurt my feelings. Um, We are uh, starting Advent today. It's great. Thanks so much for being here. I'm really super thankful. I'm hoping that you had a chance to sit and to uh, reflect on gratitude over the last couple of days. I certainly did, and super, super grateful for this family, for this, uh, this church, for its leaders, volunteers. Thanks for you being here. Thanks for our elders and, and staff. I had a pretty eventful Thanksgiving. I got a text, uh, my wife and I got a text Thursday morning at 5.30 that said my daughter's water had broke, and um, about a month early, and uh, at first, I'm, and it's 5.30 in the morning, so I'm like, oh, the water broke? It's cold outside. There, that's going to be a problem with the house. And I'm like, no, her water broke. It's like a completely different thing, apparently. And uh, a little more serious. Um, so she actually gave birth to our fourth grandchild yesterday. Here they are. The baby's the little one, not the guy with the mustache. So uh, that's Josh and Kayla Juniper, who calls her baby brother, Bubba. Uh, he doesn't have a name yet, so that's what she's calling him, baby Bubba. Um, so thanks. I know that many of you have been praying for them for a long time. Uh, Kayla's also our kids' pastor, so um, super thankful for all things going good there. Let's just take a second and pray and thank God for a life and the gift of life. Uh, thanks so much for Josh and Kayla, Juniper and Bubba. Thanks for... Uh, just your hand in all of that asked that today would be a restful day. Even now that, they, that their whole family would feel surrounded and loved and known by you. Thanks, Lord. Amen. So uh, we are starting today is the official uh, first Sunday of Advent. Advent is the four Sundays prior to Christmas. So if you didn't know, you have four Sundays to get my Christmas gift. Uh, so if you didn't know that, Advent... Actually, it, it comes from the Latin word coming. It's this, it's this longing or this, this looking forward to the celebration of Christmas and also the finality and the fullness of the coming of Jesus. Um, there's, there's a difference. Jesus has come and he is coming. Um, there's, we celebrate this holiday in June, Juneteenth, and it's this, it's this, what happened is the Emancipation Proclamation happened in the Civil War and all slaves were free, but it was months and months and months and months till that news reached a little place in Texas where those slaves were finally freed months after the reality was freedom had come and freedom was coming. And for us, that's what Advent is. It's this celebration of, yes, Jesus has come and yes, Jesus is coming. We can experience him in his fullness and so what's going to happen over Advent, we, we hope that, that we press in more and more to the meaningfulness of Christmas because um, Christmas, I mean, nobody, nobody forgets that it's Christmas, but a lot of times what happens is with all the stuff around Christmas, it just draws our heart away from the things of Jesus. And so we're just hoping that this season, as, as we get kind of wrapped up in that, that, those, that these messages would wrap us back into the truth of who Jesus is, who we are, and what Christmas really is all about. So we're doing this series called Songs of Advent. What I realize when I think about Christmas music, there's two kinds of people. There's people who don't listen, like it's very strict rule, no Christmas music till Thanksgiving, till after Thanksgiving, anybody like that in the room? <clears throat> okay, and then the rest of us that love Jesus. 
sorry, that was unfair. Um, I, I have a strict no Christmas music before July 4th policy. That's kind of the thing in my, in my personal thing. We are uh, going to look at these different songs of Advent, so, some familiar songs, songs that you would probably at least... Yeah, that song. The uh, songs you would at least maybe recognize the tune to. And our hope is that as we do that, it was look at these traditional Christmas carols that we would, that we would be kind of drawn back, uh, that we'd reframe, for some of us maybe for the first time, and some of us once again, like the meaning of, of Christmas and, and who Jesus is, who we are, and what Christmas really is all about. So uh, that's our hope today and and for the rest of this series. Uh, Also, in addition to that, uh, we are going to have a special, we always pray uh, at 5 a.m. between 5 and 6 every Wednesday morning. You guys are all invited. Whoever wants to come, we'd love to have you. Um, We are also, for this season of Advent, for the next four Thursdays, we're going to have prayer from 11 to noon Thursdays in uh, in our coffee shop, and we're going to celebrate the different aspects of, of Advent. So this week we'll be talking about hope and, and just spend some time focused on prayer and, and pushing into hope. So I encourage you, if you can slide your schedule around or make it one of those weeks or maybe all those weeks, or if not, then come with, join us at five. It's great. Um, that's what's happening on Advent. So this week, we're talking about this song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, um, written by Charles Wesley. Charles and John Wesley were um, uh, brothers that started the, the Wesleyan Methodist movement, the first great awakening, the gospel, because of, of God's work in them and through them, spread across the United States in incredibly powerful ways. And Charles Wesley wrote some music. He wrote, Come Now Long Expected Jesus. He also wrote, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Anybody remember that song? You guys could probably, you know, that, that, here's what struck me as I'm, as I'm thinking about all this stuff. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm sure pe- most people would probably, could probably recognize one of those two songs and maybe sing the words to those songs. But I would be willing to bet nobody will know one John Wesley sermon which began to, would make me think, you know what? You're going to remember all the songs that Chris leads you in, and you're not going to remember one word that this bozo says. That's really what, that's what really struck me. So I'm really trusting that, uh, that God would be here, <laughs> and he would be your teacher today, not me, that, that the root of what God wants to tell you would be, would be established, like a, a seed would be planted today. That's where our hope is. Not that you would just come and check off a little box and en- enjoy a, a nice Christmas service or a nice service um, but you would be, your heart would be drawn towards transformation in the ways of Jesus in profound ways every time we gather. And so I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher today, and then we're going to press into this song. Holy Spirit, we need you desperately in every aspect of our lives. We need you here to be our leader, our teacher, our counselor, our guide, our comforter. So God, thanks that through your Holy Spirit, you... Uh, know the emotions of every person walking in this room, the, the, the needs that they have, the level of depression or excitement that they're in, the level of, of shame that they're feeling, the level of hope or overwhelmness that they're feeling. Thanks, Holy Spirit, that you meet us in those places. And I ask right now that there would just be a sense of your spirit in this place, that every person under, under this voice could, would feel your presence and your, your power with them today. Teach us and guide us as we walk into this, not just information, but help us to, to be different people as we leave as a result of, of how you showed up and taught us today. Thanks, God.
Amen. So the first line of the song is, Come, thou long-expected Jesus. And, uh, and Jesus has been long-expected. It actually started in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, third chapter of Genesis. What, what happens is Adam and Eve were created in the garden, this beautiful creation, which always has to be the beginning of our theology, always starts with creation, that God creates man and woman in his image. And, and then this thing happens, the fall, where, where basically men and women said, uh, I know better than God. I, I, God, I want to choose what's right and wrong, not you. I want to define it for myself. And I don't, because basically I don't trust you, they were saying. I don't trust that you know what's best for me. Sin enters the world. Um, and, and God shows up. God meets Adam and Eve in, in those, that place. And, and there's this conversation that he has with the serpent and with Adam and Eve. And he's talking to the serpent and he says, hey, he says, uh, in verse, I think it's 17, he will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. It, it's, it's the picture of Jesus coming that will, that will come to destroy, put the final death blow on the work of the enemy in our lives. And because of that, Jesus will be wounded, but, but not fatally. It's the first mention of, of that, this promise, this come long expected Jesus. So it is, it is long expected. Isaiah picks up the theme in Isaiah chapter nine. Uh, he writes this, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And one of the things we're gonna do each week during this series, each week for the next four, ser- four weeks, is we're gonna have a memory verse. This is gonna be our memory verse for this week. So you should have maybe gotten a card, that, you know, an index card that looks like this when you walked in. If you didn't get an index card, there's a couple things you could do. You can take a picture of this with your phone and just use that to, to use to memorize, or you can raise your hand and we can get a card in your hand. Jackie will give you a card. So uh, everybody grab a pen, grab this card, grab maybe a Bible to write on, and we're just gonna take a few, we should have had the Jeopardy music playing right now. So we're gonna take a, a, a minute or so to write down this memory verse on this card. Ready, go. If you're still working, you can keep working. Uh, I write fast. I can't read what I write, but I write fast. So one of the things, I'll just give you a, a little practical thing. I usually write the topic when I'm memorizing scripture. I do a little, like a little prompt up here in the corner. So if I'm reviewing a bunch of memory cards, I can kind of put them like this and just see the topic and kind of be drawn to the thing. So in this case, I put four to us, but you can put kind of whatever you want. Um, so as you review that, and I would just encourage you to take some time and and review that 
Um, this is the promise, the long-expected Jesus, this promise that Jesus is coming. And Isaiah picks that up in Isaiah 61, and prophesies this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and that's in Isaiah. <clears throat> now fast forward, uh, hundreds of years, and Jesus is, uh, had just been baptized. He just had been tempted in the desert and, uh, and finds himself teaching his, his first public message, teaching in the synagogue. And, uh, and that, we're going to look at that in Luke chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 4. It's on page 8 or 718. Everybody, if you don't have your Bible, grab one that's right around you. Just encourage you. We're gonna, this is the only other place we're going to turn to today. So... Um, Luke chapter 4, it starts on, I think, 717, but we're going to look at the part on 718. And it says this, uh, starting in verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread in the whole countryside. And he was teaching in their synagogue, and everyone praised him. And he went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Come thou long expected Jesus. He came and he is coming. I'm just going to read the lyrics of the first couple of, of verses, and we're just going to walk through these promises of who Jesus is that are just eloquently laid out in this song. Come thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From my fears and sin release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever, and now thy gracious kingdom bring. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. It, it's, when, when you read what Jesus proclaimed, and what, when you read what Isaiah said, he said, proclaim freedom for the prisoners it's so easy to kind of say oh yeah those guys need freedom and they do it's easy actually in this whole thing as we walk through this these lyrics to think this maybe belongs to someone else or is talking about someone else but it's it is talking about us born to set his people free it's not just some random people that are in prison. It's all of us. And he makes that clear by this next thing. From my fears and sins, release us. Oh yeah, that's us. That's, that's me. 
I, I have fears and anxieties. And I have sin and shame and guilt. And Jesus came to set us free from that. To set us free, to, to release us from the bondage of fear. The, the fear that shackles us from, from living out our identity as, as beloved sons and daughters of Jesus. Born to set our, his people free from shackles of sin, this, this sin um, that is a, addicting. We live in this world that, that says, Here's where life is found. Here's what life is found. Here's where life is found. And every place you turn, there's another neon sign pointing to some other thing that, that ultimately doesn't lead to life, but this world says leads to life. Here, find it here. And we turn from that and go, no. And all of a sudden we face another sign that says, oh, try this then, try this then, try this then, try this then. And Jesus came to set us free from that. I love this next line. Let us find our rest in thee. I think it's interesting that we celebrate the birth of the Prince of Peace by having the most hectic season ever. And you know what? Honestly, I think even that the idea of rest can be an, an addiction. That we find, oh man, if I could just feel like this, if I could just experience this thing, and and uh, Charles Wesley is just is just expressing the true gift of Jesus that he, we can find our rest not in not in the stuff that he even offers, but in him. In experiencing his presence and his power in every moment of our lives. Some of the, some of the greatest, most mature Jesus followers I know, one of the things I marvel about them is, is everything could be chaotic around them, but there's just a sense of, of peace and, and oneness and wholeness that happens inside of them because to them, they find their rest in God, not in not in once all these things line up, once all these circumstances create a, a, a restful environment. No, in, if you wait for that, you're never gonna find rest. But we can say, oh, in the midst of this thing, we can find rest in Jesus. And then there's this section he talks about uh, this, this kingdom part. He says, Israel's strength and consolation, which means his comfort bringing, consolation, consoling. Hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation. He's just saying, he's saying, hey, there's something inherent in, in us that wants, wants to do this, wants to experience the comfort that comes from God. And then he ends with, that, with this joy of every longing heart. Here's the deal. We all have longing hearts, right? We all, we all have hearts that long for something. And and what Jesus provides is Jesus provides joy as, as we start longing for him. As we, we begin to recognize all these neon signs in our life that, that, that say we should long for that, we should long for that. This will bring joy, this will bring joy, this will bring joy. As we go, oh, wait, 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 here's what I know. That, that, that my longing should be for Jesus, not for these other things. Joy of every longing heart. And he continues this kingdom theme, and he says this. Click that next one, would you? Uh, to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. 
I think, I think there's a sense that we long for God's kingdom. We, we long for the rule and reign of God to, to invade this earth. Um, Tolstoy, I think, said it best. He said, we all, want, we, all, we all want the world to change. We just, none of us want to change ourselves. And, um, and I think as we look at this come now, long expected Jesus, I think there's a sense that we can look like as passive waiters. Not waiters like we're giving people food, but people who wait. We could just be saying, oh yeah, come Jesus, I, I can't wait till you come. I, uh, this, is, this thing is gonna happen. I, I hope it comes soon. That's one way. But I would just encourage us to, to not do that but to realize when it says, now thy gracious kingdom bring, that that is something we can all say because the establishment of the kingdom starts with us. The only thing that's preventing you from experiencing more fully the coming kingdom of God is the size of your yes, the size and frequency of your yes. Let's say that again. The thing that's preventing you, the only thing that's preventing you from experiencing the reality of the coming of the kingdom of God in your life is the size and frequency of your yes. You know, when Jesus, Jesus taught us how to pray and he said, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's so easy to pray that for other things like, oh yeah, for our government and for our, our this and for that population and for these people who think this and for those people. It's, it's a little different when you start going, realizing, oh, what we're praying there is your kingdom come in me. Rule and reign in me more and more and more every day, every moment of every day. So each week we're going to have a practice. I'm going to give you a practice that we're going to press into. Actually, we're going to practice this practice today. And my hope is that you'll practice this practice this week and maybe throughout Advent and maybe it would become part of your ongoing spiritual practices. The practice this week is silence and solitude. And here's what I'll say about that. The, the world says we're valuable because we do. We're valuable because we perform. We're valuable because we're productive. <laughs> We, we prove our value by what we do. And there's something incredibly powerful in this sense of sitting in silence and sitting alone in the, in the presence of God and not feeling like we have to do something to be valuable or to do something to be important. I actually think silence and solitude are, are these like a declaration of war. It's like this declaration of rebellion against the kingdom of, the, of dirt that says um, you're valuable because you do. So the band's gonna actually come back up and uh, we're gonna sing this together. We're gonna, there's a couple of things we're gonna do. Um, and we're gonna practice this idea of silence and solitude together. And, and I... I was going to say I have an active mind. I think we all have active minds. I think to, to invite people to sit in silence and solitude and not be distracted for a minute is completely unrealistic <laughs> because you'd be like, what is that? What is that? This, this itches. Uh, oh, gosh, I forgot about that. And, um, and so 
as we practice silence and solitude, one of the things that, that helps me is I just have a phrase that, that as I find my, as a, not if my mind wanders, but as I find my mind wandering, I, I I'll use this phrase to just draw me back to the reality of this moment, back to this, the reality of, of this moment. And so our phrase, and we're gonna practice this together, we're gonna practice silence and solitude, as much as we can practice solitude, you know, in a room full of people. Um, but I'm, I'm just gonna use this phrase, come thou long expected Jesus. And, the, and maybe you can, as, as we pr practice it together and your mind starts to wander, maybe you can just say that to yourself and I'm, I'll say it out loud a few times to just draw us back. But my hope is this. My hope is that, that the longing for something more, that the, the, the bigness and the beauty of this vision of life that God is inviting us into would be so powerful that, that we would be drawn to it past all the, the flashy neon signs of, the, of this world and that we would find our rest in him, that we would find our joy in him. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes as we enter in to this time of silence and solitude and I'll start by saying, come thou long expected Jesus. Expected Jesus. Would you stand with me? We're going to pray this song as a prayer and then we're going to sing it out loud. So we're going to pray it together. I'm going to have the words up here on the screen. And I would just invite you to pray this as a prayer for you, not for someone else, but for you. Let's pray together. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From my fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. To, born to do born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring, and I'll say now thy gracious kingdom bring.